Good morning. Good morning. If you're looking forward to hear a great sermon, you are one week early. <laughs> ben Bowman is going to be preaching next week. But since we are here anyway, I'm going to share with you what God has laid in my heart. So while Steve and uh, Matt stick, stick their claim on Exodus and Revelation, Dave and I are exploring the various topics that are of interest and benefit to us. And we are fervently praying for Luke to join the preaching brethren in serving our Lord. I would like to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers and grandmothers. Mothers are blessings from God to the entire family. Using mother as an acronym, I'm going to extol the flexibility of some of the roles. A mother usually has to wear many hats. Mother plays the role of a manager. M, M, manager, mother. <laughs> she manages time and resources, helping her children to set goals and reaching them, setting priorities and devising plans and projects. Mother plays the role of an organizer. She organizes everything from laundry to bank to pantry, from furniture to expenditure, from vacations to allocations. Mother plays the role of a teacher. She teaches her children healthy from junk, right from wrong, truth from error, acceptable from unruly, clean from dirty, and good from bad. Mother plays the role of a Homemaker. She makes sure the house is clean and tidy. She prepares delicious and healthy meals. She ensures her children receive the proper training and education. Mother also plays the role of an encourager. She encourages her children to try. She encourages her children to learn. She encourages her children to be patient. She encourages her children to obey. Mother plays the role of a rewarder. She rewards her children for good behavior. She rewards her children for good effort and positive results. She rewards her children for attention and obedience. Mother plays the, an important role in a child's life. She can exert positive influences on her child. She can mold the child's behavior, setting her child on his or her right foot. The Apostle Paul commended Timothy for his faith that was greatly influenced by his mother and grandmother. 2 Timothy 1.5 When I call to remembrance the unfainted faith that is in thee, which dwell first in thy grandmother Lois, and thy mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded that in thee also. John and Charles Wesley were greatly influenced by their mother Susanna Wesley. The following is an excerpt from Christianity.com by Diane Servants on Susanna Wesley. Susanna bore between 17 and 19 children. Ten survived. The frequent absence 
of her husband on church business left the management of the household in her hands. Through it all, she remained a steadfast Christian who taught not who taught not only through the scriptures, but through her own example of daily trust in God. She once wrote, We must know God experientially, for unless the heart perceive and know Him to be the supreme good, her only happiness, unless the soul feel and acknowledge, acknowledge that she can have no repose, no peace, no joy, but in loving and being loved by Him. The children were raised strictly. They were taught to cry softly, to eat what was put before them, and not to raise their voices or play noisily. Physical punishment was used, but confession of faults could avoid it. All but one of the children learned to read from the age of five, including the girls. Susanna made it a rule for herself to spend an hour a day with each of the children over the period of a week. After the fire of the 1709, the family discipline broke down, but Susanna managed to restore it later. She paid uh, special attention to John who was almost lost in the fire. He referred to himself as a brand plucked from the burning fire. And his mother said that she intended to be more particularly careful of the soul of this child that thou hast so mercifully provided for than ever I have been, that I may do my endeavors to instill into his mind the discipline of thy true religion and virtue. End of quote. This morning, I'm going to talk about the things that are precious to a Christian mother's heart. I'm going to use the word mother again as an acronym to develop my message. M stands for maximize and minimize. O stands for observe and obey. T stands for trust and thirst. H stands for humble and holy. E stands for eat and exercise. And finally, R stands for remember and rejoice. Number one, maximize and minimize. Mother likes her child to maximize on cleanliness and minimize on dirt. A mother likes her child to maximize on proper manner and minimize on unruly behavior. A mother likes her child to maximize on doing homework regularly or voluntarily and minimize on playing video games right after school. A mother likes her child to maximize on helping out with the household chores and minimize on lounging around needlessly. A mother likes her child to maximize on developing good moral character and minimize on forming poor and desirable habits. A mother likes her child to maximize on sharing openly 
and to minimize on keeping things to oneself. The ultimate goal of Christian mothers is to help the children to maximize Christ in their life and minimize self in their living. In another word, a Christian mother desires her children to give preeminence to Christ our Lord. As God's children, we should, we should and must give Christ the preeminence in everything. Colossians 1 verse 18 And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead that in all things he might have the preeminence. Is Christ preeminent in your thought life? Is Christ preeminent in your family life? Is Christ preeminent in your school or work life? Is Christ preeminent in your church life? Is Christ preeminent in your leisure life? Is Christ preeminent in your devotional life? The only way to achieve these things is to allow our Lord to maximize until he, he eclipses everything and discipline ourselves to minimize to almost invisible to absolutely nothing. John 3.30 He must increase, but I must decrease. Number two, observe and obey. A mother expects her children to observe her rules and obey her commands. She wants her children to grow up to be godly men and women. She instills in her children the important notion of observing God's laws and obeying God's commands. God wants us to observe all his statutes and judgments, no exception. Leviticus 19 verse 37. Therefore shall ye observe all my statutes and all my judgments and do them. I am the Lord. God wants us to observe his commandments and don't be sidetracked. Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 32. Ye shall observe to do therefore as the Lord your God hath commanded you. Ye shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. God wants us to observe his commandments without compromise. Deuteronomy 12 verse 32. What thing soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. God wants us to meditate on his instructions all the time and do them accordingly. Joshua 1.8 This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. A mother would want her children to develop a heart like King David, a man after God's own heart. Psalm 119 verse 34 Give me understanding 
and I shall keep thy law, yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Before we can observe, we need to know what God wants and what God teaches and what God commands. 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17 All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good work. A mother likes her children to be Christ-like. She likes them to live a transformed life by obeying our Lord's command. Romans chapter 6, verse 15 to 18. What then shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace. God forbid, know ye not, that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to be whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. Obeying parents is not just the parents' idea. It is God's command. Ephesians 6, verse 1 to 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment we promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Obedience is not for show. A mother would like her children to obey her rules and regulation even when she is not there. Philippians 2.12 Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Number three, trust and thirst. This is one of the hardest things for a mother to do. It is to transfer her children's dependence on her to full dependence on God. A mother has to constantly remind her children and herself to trust God. Psalm 118 verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put trust Put confidence in man. Mother has to drill home the necessity of trusting God with our whole being. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy way acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. It is one thing to trust God, but it is a challenge for mother to teach her children to pursue God. She can set the right soil for her children to cultivate the desire of the pursuit of God. She needs to be an example for her children. Psalm 42, verse 1 and 2. As the heart panteth 
after the water brooks. So panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? A mother can help her children to develop the right attitude, proper motivation, and lifelong habit of seeking God. Psalm 63, verse 1. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Number four, humble and holy. Why a mother wishes her children to be successful and doing well? She doesn't want her children to accomplish achievements and attain goals at any cost. She teaches them hard work and integrity, moral standards and ethical values, and more importantly, humility and holiness. Christ is our supreme example of humility. Once we truly comprehend the humility of our Lord on the cross of Calvary, we can be humble in all aspects of our lives. Philippians 2, verse 5 to 8, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but make himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. We are also commanded to be holy, because God is holy. Holy living is extremely difficult when we try to do it on our own. Holy living is only possible when we yield our wills to His sovereignty. Holy living is only possible when we surrender our entire being for our Master's use. Holy living is only possible when we see our Lord Jesus as the preeminent one. First Peter 1.16 Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Number five, eat and exercise. Mother wishes her children eating properly and healthily. She would rack her brain to come up with interesting and delicious dishes for her children to savour. She would test many recipes to entice those teeny weeny taste buds to dance with delight. She consults the wood foot guy to make sure her children are getting the proper nutrition, right building blocks and proper supplements. Spiritually, she wants her children to learn God's word regularly with steadfast determination. Isaiah 28 verse 10 For precepts must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. A mother knows the significance of knowing God's word. 
Psalm 19, 7, verse 7 to 10. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. A mother knows the implication of having the proper diet. Hebrews chapter 5, 13 and 14. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Other than eating well, a mother knows the inseparable link between eating and exercising. We need to eat to get the building material, but we need to exercise to put up the right structure. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Refuse profane old wives' fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things. Having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. We are not exercising for exercise's sake. We are exercising because we want to please our Lord and make peace with all men. Acts 24, 16 And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscious voice of offense toward God and toward man. Number six, remember and rejoice. A mother wants her children to remember her especially on Mother's Day. It is not that she is selfish. It is not that she wants extra attention. As one comedian has said, I have seen the boss's job and I don't want the boss, boss's job. Of course, he was talking about his wife. And he knows that the mother of his children did a lot of things, way more than what he is willing to admit. Today, pamper your mother, give her your very best, treat her as a VIP, and shower her with honor, praises, and thanksgivings. It is interesting to note on Mother's Day, children usually order expensive and fancy dishes for their mothers at restaurants. When they come to Father's Day, we just get our average hamburger and fries, <laughs> if we're lucky. We're only second-class citizens. A mother wants her children to acknowledge God is the source of everything. 
our looks, our disposition, our families, our occupation, our health, our abilities, our intelligence, and our wealth. Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which is where unto thy fathers, as it is this day. God likes us to know him. God likes us to understand him. And God likes us to honor him. And God likes us to glorify him. And God likes us to remember him. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. As an aside, I would like to mention how much I appreciate the children growing up in our church, not only physically, but also spiritually. It was exciting to see them receiving our Lord Jesus as their personal Savior and witness their steady growth in the Word of the Lord. It was a pleasure to hear them sing hymns and spiritual songs from their hearts. The best part is to witness them week after week attending and participating in the breaking of bread service. And of course, for the last little while, they have been participating in the weekly Bible quiz. I know there were many trying moments for the parents and grandparents, but the progress they have made is phenomenal. I have to take my hats off to both Nancy and Daniela for their commitment and determination in raising their children in a godly manner. Back to the sermon. A mother knows that the right relationship always brings understanding and joy. That's the reason she wants her children to learn about God, to get to know Him, to walk intimately with Him, and to freely worship Him. We should rejoice in the truth, and Christ is the embodiment of truth. 1 Corinthians 13.6 Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Rejoicing in the Lord is not a one-time deal. It is to be a repeating experience. Philippians 4 verse 4 Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice is not only a repeating experience. It is to set our eyes to the future. First Thessalonians 5.16 Rejoice evermore. True rejoicing will happen when we have done everything in God's power through us 
in our feeble and fading bodies, and we can see him face to face in the appointed day only he knows. Meanwhile, buckle up for the rough ride, pull up your bootstrap for the difficult journey, and protect the flickering candle in your hand. Try not to focus on the harsh world that is around us and direct our gaze on Christ, who loved us and gave himself for us. Let us look longingly for his imminent return. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. Do all things without murmuring and disputings, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labor in vain. You should thank God for your mother every day, and especially today. She was the one that brought you into this world. She gives you her time. She gives you her energy. She gives you her all. The best gift that you can give to your mother on her day is to spend time with her. Tell her how much you appreciate her. Tell her how much you love her. And lots of hugs and kisses. I'm going to end the sermon with a poem. It is entitled... My mother kept a garden by an unknown author. My mother kept a garden, a garden of the heart. She planted all the good things that gave my life its start. She turned me to the sunshine and encouraged me to dream, fostering and nurturing the seeds of self Esteem. And when the winds and the rain came, she protected me and nerve, but not too much because she knew I need to stand up strong and tough. Her constant good example always taught me right from wrong, markers for my pathway. They will last a lifetime long. I am my, ma- my mother's garden. I'm her legacy, and I hope today she feels the love reflected back from me. That's the end of the sermon. Can I ask you to close in prayer for us? Please. Thank you very much. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the sermon that your servant Chris has brought to us today. We pray that we will remember the tremendous gift that our mothers have given us uh, spiritually in this world, and uh, may we do our best to uh, uh, thank them today for raising us uh, in a knowledge of you, Lord. We pray that you will bless us all today as we go out to the world, and may we be shining examples for you. We ask this all in Jesus' precious and holy name.